And we're back for our all-new show, Damage Blue. I'm here uh, in sound mind and uh, sound body. You know, I was really flustered earlier. Why? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) It's because I I am really starting to struggle with two things. And I've never struggled with this before. And I'm going to share for the first time here. One, I am struggling with body dysmorphia. I've talked a little bit about it on Beagle, Mm -hmm. but really dig dig into it. I think I'm struggling with body dysmorphia. No, I know I am. I know I am. Because in my mind, I'm still the same Jason I was 122 pounds ago. And I'm still trying to catch up with the fact that I have had a very physical transformation. And even though when I see people and I see the reaction to it, it's still not connecting for whatever reason. And then plus, I'm just very much connected to what people are saying online about my weight loss. The other thing, too, is um, I'm getting older. I got these lines that are forming. Let me tell you something. When I tell you I'm sleeping like this at night now, I am laying back (laughs) on the bed. My cousin told me to sleep on my stomach when I had COVID, and that actually helped me get through for lung compressions. But now, them lung compressions have fucked up my face. So now I'm laying back, and I'm putting on, you know, I'm not going to do fillers and Botox and all that yet. But what? how do we embrace getting older? You got to just lean into it, Jason. You got to lean in. Now, you said you would never do fillers or Botox, never, ever? Fillers? No, no please don't do fillers. I'm not saying that. I don't think fillers because I don't want to look like the cat man. But I think right. maybe a little a little doot doot, you know, a little doot doot right here just to get the lines. But I don't think I'm there yet. It's just I'm what when I went to I went to a place called Face Gym the other day. It's literally a gym for the face. Oh, I like this. Uh-huh. What happened? Why people invest in dumb shit, y'all. They go, they shot me with all kinds of machines and the ball, like you know, like like the weighted balls that you work out on. They put one of those on my a little one on my face. But anyway, I walked away feeling rejuvenated. But I think after I went there, because I went there, uh, I felt that I need to start really focusing on making sure my skin is tighter and my face is feeling. And the woman said, quote, as you get older, your face is gonna drop. I almost died. Oh literally almost died. Jason, I'm happy you mentioned this because whenever I get into a relationship, the first thing I do for any man, not women, but the men that I've been with is I get them facials. I actually have a facialist in Burbank on, she always knows when I'm dating somebody new. A facials and you sit on their face or you? No, they, black men need facials. Like they don't exfoliate. They don't have the under eye creams. They don't, and they feel funny about doing it sometimes. So I always use it as like a Christmas gift. Like, here you go. Go dip your face in some collagen. So I'm I'm a big proponent of black men taking better care of their skin. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Because I remember I only got into some kind of facial care because I was doing TV and the makeup mm. artist on set was giving me a bunch of stuff to put on to kind of prep to be ready. But outside of that, I don't put anything. I didn't even know we had stuff for guys to put under here. You see this right here? It's all black. I need to start oh. using it. Oh, no, no, no. I have a amazing under eye cream trust me what is, i, I what is it called well i'm not going to give them any free press right here just if they want to break a bag I, I'll, I'll let you know but i'll send i will i have an amazing under eye cream that literally brightens and lightens this area up while you I have it, it on it's not concealer and it's not that uh tinted moisturizer i already had my bad experiences with that but i will tell you how do people how, you know you guys are younger so like i'm 44 now I'll be 45 next year I wonder how people uh, 
are dealing with aging. How are they dealing with aging where they know your face is going to drop? Your skin is not going to always be as tight. You know, how are people dealing with that? Because for me, it's just a, it's a daily experience of literally looking in the mirror frequently to see what my face looks like. And it's driving me crazy. I'm obsessed with it now. Um, it's funny you're asking this question because over the weekend, I watched a movie on Amazon Prime called Old about a bunch of people who get stuck on an island where you, you age two years every hour. And halfway through the movie, all the white folks were like, how come some of us aren't aging? And they all like looked at the two black people who looked the exact same age. And, so, <laughs> and, it, and it was a funny moment in a horror film. But no, I do think that because black people know that we age a little bit slower, we sometimes don't realize that black doesn't crack, but it does dim and fold. And some people look like their problems. Some people look young, but they look weathered. And so for me, as I get older, I'm really mindful about stress and moisturizer. Because if you stress me out, that's as bad as me not moisturizing. So I think the first thing is to like be mindful of who you have around you because you wear your problems on your face. Your aging usually shows what you've been through. It's crazy you say that, Blue, because kind of on the opposite spectrum, for us that don't age, we don't tend to take care of the internal. So um, recently, shout out to Jason, hooked me up with Dr. Z. I got my micronutrients test, and it was so eye-opening. So eye-opening. Jason, it was crazy. So like you said, like I work out every day. Um, I, I eat a lot of vegetables. And to find out I was super deficient in calcium, super deficient in uh, vitamin C, so many things I was missing. And just because you might feel good and you might think you look good, there's so many things going on with your body that you have to stay in tune. So that's another thing I had to embrace with aging. Like, you know, your testosterone levels change as you get older. A lot of mm -hmm. things have been changing. So it's absolutely insane. Like for everybody out there, of course, you know, embrace it physically, but also worry about what's going on in the inside. Jason, you put me on with that doctor was like life changing. Isn't she great though? We have to have her on at some point. Uh, what he's talking about is that micronutrient test that I had started. That was the beginning of my journey to getting fit. I'm glad that you brought that up because I just texted her yesterday saying I'm ready to do my blood work again. I try to do my blood work every four months because mm -hmm. the body does change your eating habits, mm -hmm. the sun, weathering, you know, like you said, stress, my stress. Like I texted her yesterday and said, I'm not sleeping because I, you know, she wants me to get eight hours of uninterrupted sleep. So I've been trying to go to bed earlier, but even then she's like, make sure your room is completely dark. Make sure you're taking melatonin and magnesium at bedtime. Make sure that you're not drinking coffee past three o'clock, making sure you're not drinking alcohol, stay hydrated. Like she gives you the formula to, to have better sleep and better rest. But it's, it's that test that I really feel would help save a lot of lives that people can see. Because again, you see when people die in the gym at like 32 or 25 of heart attacks, those, those people could have taken preventative measures had they done the work to find out what was going on inside that exterior that on the outside looks perfect. Um, I know that I'm now going to go see a dermatologist for the first time. My friend, he's been coined the Derm King. I'm going to Ooh, him. Really? I'm going to him next week. He does Angela Bassett. Now, you know, Angela Bassett is 55 years old or looking like she's 25. Mm -hmm. So, and we're born on the same exact day. So that Leo blood, I'm going to go to him and have him give me an assessment of my skin and what I can do to have a more fuller, more, um, you know, clearer complexion, because I just think it's at that time in my life now where I have to take a step further. And not as much as I'm focused on gut health and my physical, I also have to uh, go and take care of my skin. And the thing about the mental too that I have to point out is that one of the things for sleeping, Jason, I'd highly rec recommend because you have a very stressful life, having a diffuser with lavender oil. Um, I went to the dentist and my dentist told me that my job had me so stressed that I was grinding my teeth in my sleep. 
And so they gave me a night guard, but they also made me get a diffuser with lavender oil. And I shit you not, I have been sleeping like a baby. So there's a lot of really homeopathic ways that we think are just things you see at spas that actually can help you bring your stress levels down. Because your cortisone levels, that's stress. Your teeth grinding down, that's stress. The bags under your eyes, that's stress. So when we talk about internal, a lot of that blood work is still connected to our minds. And yeah, well, I also I also got me two puppies, and my puppies are so cute. I sent them Aww. away to boot camp. One of them came back today, Chanel. She's she's the American pit bull. She's so I'm I'm literally falling in love with my dogs. I think I need to find a way where once they're fully trained, that one maybe one or two both can sleep in my bed with me because I she was so excited to see me today and I've been waiting for a nigga to show up like that for so long that I now am getting lost in my dogs. I'm going to start making time to play with my dogs, do those things that are a little bit more youthful. Then when the trainer was asking me if I would take my dog to a park, I'm thinking like, where the fuck is a park? I don't know where a park is around here. I don't have kids and shit. I don't do picnics. You know what I mean? But I'm going to now find me a park nearby and at least on the weekends, I can stop by the park or go out to the beach and let them just run around the beach and have a good time. Uh, so I'm going to start doing more things like that just to, you know, because you can't get stuck in work. I think so many of us are chasing something. And and I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're not chasing happiness and good health, you're going to lose yourself in the pursuit of something else that doesn't matter as much as that does. Uh, I can tell you now getting older, um, I am definitely understanding that I'm on the other side of it. I'm, you know, you hit that halfway mark. If you look at, you know, 40, 44, 88, you know, the lifespan of a man's life, you know, we don't know how much time we have left ahead of us, but when you get to 44, you definitely know you're on the other side of it. Uh, if you look at statistics. And so with that, I just, I'm, I'm committing to living a better, healthier, happier life. I started with my trainer. He worked the shit out of me last week, two days. I only lasted two days. My body was in recovery for four days afterwards. So it's just, you know, I'm trying my best, but um, definitely, definitely obsessed now with just skin and my facial health. And, you know, if, am I losing too much weight? Am I gaining too much weight? Because now the noise online is just so loud about my weight loss that, I mean, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And I'm just trying to be happy and content with where I am. And I am happy, you know, having lost the weight. So I'm gonna continue down uh, that path of figuring it out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And just real quick, man, everybody out there, but especially my black man, get your blood work done. Um, talking to Dr. Z, I was one point away from being pre-diabetic. Like you never know what's really going on with your body. So all my fellas out there, and nobody would look at you. Nobody would look at you and think that. I wouldn't think that, but everybody, please go get your blood work done. You know, watch what you're consuming. I know it's the holidays. We're eating all types of food, but Keep in mind what you're doing to your body. That's it. So what what what, what was some of the treatment that did she give you? Um, uh, supplements and stuff like that? Yeah, so I got a lot of supplements. Of course, some calcium, um, vitamin C, vitamin D, B complex. Um, I got this nano spray. Uh, actually, it was a few things going on. I don't want to get too much into my personal business, but um, I had something going on with my stomach, so I have to drink bitters. It's literally, I got a party pack. Do you feel better? Do you feel better? Yes. I do feel better. And just taking the calcium, I feel like I have more energy. Like I always felt sore all the time. And that was my bones. It wasn't even a muscle. So I can't stress it enough, y'all. Please get your blood work done, man. See what's going on inside your body. And Let most black people need vitamin D, by the way. Most of us need vitamin D as people of color. Definitely. 
Let me tell you one thing she also helped me with. I was waking up tired every day with headaches, tired and headaches, tired and headaches. And sometimes you think, oh, I just tossed and turned, didn't get enough sleep. She had me do a sleep apnea test, found out that I had sleep apnea and that I didn't breathe for 63 seconds. So when I tell you that having a doctor who knows you, who's very aware and, and, and intentional and making sure that you're your healthiest version of yourself is important. And Dr. Z is amazing. We got to have her here at some point. Yes. Well, another doctor that we need is somebody to help us mend our relationships because Danny Lay definitely ain't coming to this show. Last week, we had Danny Lay's brother here, Brandon Bills, on the show, and he was discussing the very uh, current public battle with her baby daddy, the baby. Now, we had, you know, when we do this show, we... Before when we have guests, we we interview our guests and then we we tape the top of the show, right? And sometimes, even though it seems like we're going to talk to the people later, we we're we're, t- we're doing the top of the show, kind of leading up to the interview. Well, before the interview started, Blue gave her perspective on the situation, um, and then she shared a backstage conversation that she had uh, with Danny Lay, and this is what Blue said about that conversation: Afro Latina panel with Danny Lay several weeks before Yellowbone, and behind the scenes while they were doing mic checks and everything, we were talking about the Afro-Latin experience. And I don't know if she thought I was one of those, I know black Dominicans, but she was real candid with me. And she told me directly to my face, I don't consider myself black, but I like black music and black men. And I wish black women weren't so jealous about it. She said it to my face. Mm-hmm. And, and then we had a conversation where I said, sis, I need you to never say that in public. And I tried to tell her that she needed more education around the Afro-Latin experience. A couple of weeks later, that song comes out. I was like, oop, she didn't listen to me, right? So I know for a fact that Denny Lay does not consider herself black. If she's changing her story, I'm calling Cap because she said it to my face that she does not consider herself black, but she uses the N-word. Now, you know, I wasn't there. Damage wasn't there. Blue was. And so now since that aired, there's been a lot of conversation online. Danny Lay has actually responded to Blue on another platform. And then there was this back and forth. This is what Danny said. Danny said, in the interview, I say I'm Afro-Latina. Why before the interview would I say some wild shit like that? That's not my character. There were five other women on that panel. Get them to vouch. I would never say something like that. It don't even make sense. Well, well, Blue didn't want to be <laughs> labeled a liar and responded. Because you know, this is what we do. We respond online. I never do this, by the way. Well, I did with yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Blue went in and said, Danny, not only did you say it, when I showed you grace and told you that you needed to acknowledge that some of the bitterness that Black women had towards you was stepped in valid pain, steeped in valid pain, you brushed me off. I was so saddened by our exchange. I talked to my glam team about it that very day, back in November, well before you ever made headlines for that Yellow Bone song. If you're so used to speaking of African-American women in that way that my exchange with you didn't even stick to your memory, that uh, to your memory, say that. If you've since evolved in the topic after giving birth to a child that will now be seen as a Black woman, say that. But you don't want to play the revisionist history card with me, love. You said it, and unfortunately for you, I remembered. Mm. Well, Danny responded to you, and this is what she said. Bitch better have my money. No. <laughs> she said, so now you gotta so now you got a reason because you see me being mistreated, thrown out of a crib with my child. You said, let me chime in and call this girl a racist. Yeah, okay. For show convenient to say I said this while cameras are off. You said I spoke real candid. My friends know I'm mad chill. I don't even speak how you're portraying me. Like I said, there were four to five other women in the panel. Get them to vouch for you, Ma. Peace. 
And then blue. Uh, Danny Lay is saying everything you're saying is cap. Uh, well, there was one more comment after that that actually oh. gathered her and caused her to DM me. I said, Danny, I would never mention this without a reason. And the only reason the story was relevant now is because you were on camera calling your black baby's father the N-word. And there was a debate about if you considered yourself black. You using that word is the only reason when I was asked my opinion, our exchange was actually finally relevant. And if you watch the entire interview, I spoke of the need to show you compassion as a woman, regardless of your comments. So miss me with the bringing you down rhetoric. I actually spent 20 minutes saying to you what I would have said to any woman I care about. Also, stop asking me to have complete strangers vouch for me when other people in the industry, some of them are Dominican, told me that our exchange made, us, made them sad. That is a lot more of a compelling character witness than hoping some strangers on a panel remember an exchange they weren't even part of a year ago. Nice try to tra distracting from the truth, but attempting to dismiss what you said instead of sharing how you've evolved since then is the wrong approach. I still wish you well, sincerely, but I'm not going to lie for you. And when I said I'm not going to lie for you, that's when she DM'd me and said, woman to woman, can we talk? And so we talked. Did you guys talk on the phone? I wanted to talk on the phone, but she got in my DMs and repeatedly kept on typing like angry Kermit. Why would I say that? Why would I say that? First of all, as someone who coaches people about manipulative tactics, when someone does something wrong and instead of explaining themselves, they put the ownership on you to explain their actions. That's called gaslighting. So I said, Danny, I wouldn't ever know why you would say that. That's a question for you to answer. She kept on saying, why would I say that? So I very calmly explained the story to her. And you know what's so funny about this exchange, guys? Have you ever had a moment where you're arguing with someone and they're like, you hurt my feelings last week. And you get defensive and say, no, I didn't. But they more, the more they start giving you details, you're like, oh, shit, now it's coming back to me. The more I shared details with Denny Lay, suddenly the cap locks went away. Suddenly the anger went away. And I could tell she was like, oh, crap, I remember this. And it went from why would I say it to, well, Blue, I'm a mother. I'm broken. You should feel bad for me. So I was like, oh, so I'm not a liar anymore. You went from calling me a liar to asking me for grace. And I said, Danny, if you had hit me up three days ago, we could have talked about it and I would have never mentioned it and it would have died in 24 hours. But you're the one who made this a story because you went to every comment section, make sure people were tagging me and harassing me for 72 hours and you forced me to pull out receipts. And unfortunately for you, a lot of the folks I told are in the industry and can vouch for me. Some of those blogs you're on talking ill about me, the owners of those blogs have hit me up and said, Blue, I believe you because you told me when it happened. So I was like, you want to be easy with me. And she finally asked for me to renege on the story. I refused to because I'm like, I'm not going to lie for you, Danny. And here's the thing, right? I want you guys to think about this. Wait, 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 wait. She asked you to renege on it. She was like, she kept on saying, Blue, I'm broken. Why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? I said, Danny, you did it to yourself. But did she ask you to take it back? She kept on saying, she she demanded, I'm going to pull it up because I do not want to lie. She kept on saying that she was demanding that I explain to her why she said it. And I said, Danny, I can't explain your actions to you and I'm not going to take it back because that would be a lie. Because she kept on saying over and over again, why would I do this? Then she said, well, my black friends, I send it to them, my fully black friends, and they know that I would never say anything like that. That statement really bothered me, Jason and Damage, because you just admitted to me that what you said to me casually in a Latin forum, you, you, you know better than to say it in front of your black friends. That really bothered me. I was like, Danny, too many people knew about it when it happened. And she even agreed it happened in November and Yellowbone didn't come out till January. So unless I am some time traveling wizard who in November of 2020 knew that in the future that Danny was going to have a scandal, why would I make up such a specific lie? I would need a time machine, y'all.
Like that argument makes no sense. So she finally said, Blue, you know what? I wish you well. I said, Danny, I don't wish you any harm. I want you to be accountable. And I'm also showing you compassion. She was like, Blue, I'm broken. I said, girl, I'm so sorry you're broken, but I didn't do that to you. (laughs) And that's how we ended the conversation. I pray that that there is peace in this entire situation. I mean, yes, yes, Danny, you are going through a lot, but that doesn't, it's like if you go through a lot on Tuesday, does everything you do on Wednesday not matter? Yes, it still matters. Exactly. Everything you did on Monday matters too. And, you know, I I just want to, I want to give everybody space to be able to have a dialogue. You know, the greatest lesson that I've learned or that I'm learning is that we can't see things from different perspectives, but it's also okay to see things differently as long as we can have a conversation about it and hopefully build a bridge between both perceptions. And with this whole Daniel A situation, everything going on with her and the baby, her brother is out doing other interviews now. People are calling him a cloud chaser. You know, people really had a reaction to his interview over here at Hollywood Unlocked. Let me be very clear. I know sometimes I come off shady. I wasn't th- I wasn't intentionally shading him during the interview at all. I was just literally getting through what he was saying. But I do hope that, you know, he's able to support his sister. Danny finds the support she needs. WAC 100, it is definitely on his radar what he said. Um, and I don't know what's going to come of all that. I'm definitely watching with bated breath because as we know here at Hollywood Unlocked, every 15 minutes, the news changes and it can go from, you know, kissing babies to funerals. Um, and, um, I think there's just so many, so many shots being fired from every direction that I don't even know how it's all going to play out, but I hope that Danny going back to her. So she's the source of all this conversation is getting the help that she needs to be able to move on for her and her baby. Jason, I will say this. Last week, I literally made it a point to point out that if you do not admit your mistakes, you are doomed to repeat them. I hate to say it, but this exchange proved me right. Last week, Danny got emotional and went on social media and made something that was big even bigger. She did it again with me this week. She needs to, at some point, take accountability so she can finally learn and stop repeating the same mistake over and over again. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, but but also we have to understand she's not perfect. We've all made mistakes over and over again. I've made mistakes over and over again. I think the reason why you have to admit them first. Yeah, I I didn't always admit them along the way. Sometimes retrospect or hindsight is when you learn the lessons. You know, like we are all are different students in this thing called life, and we all get our lessons and our lesson plans at the time that we get them. My lessons may come at a different pace than yours will. You know, I don't sit in a seat of perfection. I've learned as a critic of the culture and then finding myself criticized by the culture that there's a duality in how I was looking at, at the world. I, You know, this what you're doing, I'm going to talk about it. Oops, I did it too. Oh, well, it happened. Like, no, accountability is something that is just, it's a journey and it doesn't happen overnight. And for some, it happens sooner than others. But it, it, I think level of maturities have to take place in order for people to understand that. And maybe these are hard lessons for her as a young girl, young mom you know, where she's going to learn the hard way. And hopefully she comes up bruised and scraped, but not beaten and battered. All right, well, look, speaking of uh, experiences, Lil Baby is experiencing the news right now because he got him a hot girl and it ain't Megan the Stallion, it's Sweetie. You know, I just uh, ex- uh, broke the story today on Hollywood Unlocked that, uh, that we exclusively broke that Sweetie and Lil Baby were seen spotted, they were spotted in Chanel in New York shopping where he spent over $100,000 on her. And now sources close to the situation um, have an actual security video of them in the store walking around and shopping and, um, you know, what appears to be what you would do with your girl. Now, Saweetie was just in New York for the big SNL show where a lot of people were criticizing her performance and saying it was lackluster. Um, And also she performed at Powerhouse. 
And then Lil Baby also performed at Powerhouse. And now people are, are, are talking and it's been trending online since we broke the story. I did reach out to Saweetie's uh, team before this happened and they were concerned about making it go away and it didn't go away. Here it is. Um, that's what we do. And so I know they are working together on a single that might be coming up soon. So maybe it was, you know, a thank you gift where he took her to uh, Chanel and spent a hundred to hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the IC Queen. Damn. Yeah, I don't know. Rich people do that. Yeah. Woo! Well, this 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 one's just a little wild for me. Just knowing, um, you know. Migos, little baby, they both on the same label, QC. And there was some rumblings back in the day that there might be some issues between the camps. So if this is to be true, that means little baby is talking to Quavo's ex-girl. That's that's a lot. That's a little lot. baby, little baby, who the fans love with his mm-hmm. with his the mother of his child, Jada Wada. They the fans love her, and there's this idea that they're still together although it's been reported that they separated i don't think there's an official report i haven't heard it but you know the word says that they're not together anymore now uh Saweetie, having used to date quavo now dating little baby who used to have beef with offset it's just really weird and this industry is just so mixy it's almost as if this is i mean like gr- girl now remember she recently was spotted courtside with Roddy Rich, and she shut those rumors down pretty quickly. I think the reason why she hasn't shut these rumors down yet is because she knows there's a video out there, and she she don't know the chess that we play over here at Hollywood and like, it's like, girl, y'all are dating. No, we're not. Bam. Yes, you are. You know, so I think she's learned from how we have pulled receipts on other people to be a little bit more patient with how she responds to this. She's nominated for two Grammys. Um, congratulations to her. She won a nomination for Best New Artist and Best Rap Song for the hit that she has with Doja Cat, Best Friend. And maybe Lil Baby is her best friend uh, because Good he baby. also got nominated for um, a Grammy as well. So I don't know. Um, do we care? Do we care if they're together or not? Or or, or I, yes, we want to know. I will say this. Maybe I'm a little jaded um, because of what I've seen, but you just mentioned they have a single together coming out and suddenly... They're being rumored to be dating right around the time that they have music coming out together. I think it's just a little crazy to me. No, they're not being rumored to be dating as a way of marketing their new single. This is some tea that this is some cappuccino that came direct from the Chanel store. So I just feel a little uh, bit cheap because I spent all last month feeling bad for Will Smith. And now I feel like it was just a commercial for Red Table Talk. So now I'm just a little trepidatious about what I get excited about, because every time y'all say something wild, there's a product. Is a book or an episode, and so I'm, I'm just like, what else? What What are y'all about to sell me? Like, are y'all about to sell that purse that they were looking at? I'm just a little nervous about the commerce version of this. These are black people working. These people are working, so there's always something happening, right? And there's always, you know, this is just I think the intersection of when real life and personal life meets their job. And you know, I, I am a fan of Lil Baby. Make no mistake about, it. I do like him. Um, and and he is a bigger star than Saweetie, although she's on her come up. She's definitely following the Cardi B blueprint. Uh, and I don't know what is going to come of it. Uh, would I like to see them together? I think it would be interesting. Do I think Little Baby would stay with her? No, I think Little Baby wants a and this is no diss to Saweetie whatsoever I think little baby wants a ride or die chick and I don't see Saweetie as a ride or die chick oh 
Like Jada Wade, Jada, Jada, Jada Wade, his baby mama, she looked like, I'm going to ride with you when you got the money. I'm going to ride with you when you don't. I'm going to ride with you if you got eight inches, and I'm going to ride with you if you don't. Uh, although we have her little baby has a big penis. You know, that the stripper girl that he had the, that he was cashing out allegedly said that he had a big penis. So I don't know. I like little baby. Uh, and I'm a fan. I don't know all his music by heart. I don't do TikTok songs. I don't. I don't sit up and practice to that stuff. But I will say, just him as a brand, him as a person, what he does for his community, how he gives back, how he uses his superstardom to push uh, messaging for uplifting Black communities and the Black Lives Matter movement. For that, I'm a fan. But I don't see Saweetie being like, "Let me hold the bag," you know, after you throw the pistol in there and some shit went down the club. I, I see her somewhere looking for a Birkin bag. <laughs> I think the fans are going to love it though, man. You know, Sweetie has a huge fan base. The ladies love what she does with her business and all her brand deals. Little Baby's arguably the biggest rapper out outside of Drake. And, Ooh. you know, when we think about the industry, who else would we want to see Little Baby with? You know, Megan's taken. She's in a happy relationship. Lizzo. Okay, Lizzo. Lizzo's still up for grabs. You know what, Jason? I don't mind it. I ain't mad at that. Look. Listen, Lizzo is a fun girl. She has her own money. She's at the top of the food chain now. She ain't in the lane of rapper girls. Ain't about to be no conversation. There's no beef with Cardi. They're friends. You know, it's just, it's, it's just to me, it makes sense that he get him a girl. And she got more ass than Sweetie. <laughs> Here's Jason the thing. Lee. I Does can't. Lizzo want little baby? Because you know Lizzo ain't no slouch. Does Lizzo mm-hmm. want little baby? You know what I'm saying? So we got to talk to Lizzo about that. Little baby ain't no slouch. What you mean? I ain't saying They're that. Equals. I'm just saying, They're look. equals. They're equals. I think little baby, you, little baby, you, you know, you ain't got that much meat on your bones. You need to get you a turkey, turkey leg. You know oh, I mean? don't sleep on that. Little men and bigger, like that, oh, that, that, that works out sometimes. I'm not talking about his endowment. I'm saying he don't have a lot of meat on his bones. He need to get that turkey neck over there named Lizzo. Okay. Or, or, you know who else I would love to see a little baby with? I would love to see a little baby with Jasmine Sullivan. I think that could be cute. That's so random, Jess. That's that's just that so is random. She would cuss him out. She's like, "What are you random. doing in the corner with them dances?" Oh, I heard random. you're engaged. Okay, well, it's not the first relationship I ruined. Well, either way, little baby, I hope that you're happy, sweetie. I don't know what's sweet about this story because you haven't spoken out about it yet. I need you to give me some, give me some honey for this tea. Um, and look to the fans online that are making it go viral. Let me be very clear. The one thing Jason Lee don't never do, he don't never drop nothing unless he know. Uh, that there's uh, that there's some uh, some tea there. So um, good luck with whatever PR stunt they're going to pull to pull that off. But remember this: whenever they come out or they're spotted in a relationship, you heard it right here on Hollywood Unlocked first, and go to all those other blogs and say, "Y'all bitches is late. Y'all tired. Y'all lame for not running the story." Because you know some of them haven't picked it up yet. But it's cool. I know they. You know they don't want everybody to know that we know more than they do all right look uh another person that knows more than anybody else is jay-z he now has more grammy nominations than anybody in history any other artist white black asian gay straight trans they he has more nominations this past tuesday he was nominated for now what has become over 80 nominations 83 to be exact so he was tied before with quincy jones and quincy's 80 and you know he's i say i'm on the other side of life um Quincy is knocking Jason. at. No, Quincy's knocking. He 
Jesus is on the main line. You know, so it's not like uh, Quincy's going to give like 10 more hits that are going to bring bring about Grammys. Not to mention, Jay-Z is married to Beyonce. And you already know they're going to do some collaborations. So that's another 10 more he got coming. But yeah, he has 83 Grammy nominations and um, 23 wins. It's amazing. No, it's good for hip hop because when you can when you think about it, what was it, 1989? That was our first time getting that Grammy nomination for um, best rap performance, and now to have a rapper to have the most nominations ever in the Grammys is just very ironic. So salute to Jay Z, salute to everybody's pushing the culture, man. Um, I'm excited about that, and I think, like you said, Jay Z about got about ten more nominations in him before he's said and done. Salute to Jay. And I also think Jay's yeah. a, a trendsetter, too, because he's making rappers think about businesses. These days, we take for granted that rappers are entrepreneurs, their girlfriends are entrepreneurs, they're building back the community. And when we think about Jay-Z, he literally, not to be use a pun, set the blueprint for that. We talk about Nipsey all, all the time. Nipsey learned from Hove. And so I think we need to like look at Black businesses and how they've been affected by him as well. He's not just the rapper, as Kanye says. He's, so, he's a mogul. And I think he's now created this model where we can be moguls, too. I love it. Not let's not forget that he also manages Rihanna. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's a, he's a, he has he's a powerhouse. He has an agency represents athletes. He has the partnership with the NFL, which is still, uh, you know, people are not happy about that. But Jay Z's an icon, and he is the husband to Beyonce. I don't know how he got her to do this Tiffany campaign. We've never seen Beyonce do stuff like this, where she, you know, she's now, you know, the, one of the faces of Tiffany. Uh, I also want to show you guys a really quick uh, 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 photo that I purchased the other day. It's 30 by 30. It's of a young Jay-Z. It's an iconic image that we've seen before. I bought this number 24 of 25 copies of this uh, uh, photo to put in my house. And, I've, and I'm starting the process of getting it autographed by Jay-Z. And so once it is autographed, that thing will live in my house and in my life forever. And uh, I was just, um, it, it was one of those images that just as I was walking through this gallery, just jumped out of the room because it, it, it you see the young Jay-Z with the gold grill and all the hip hop gear, but you think about the transition of where he's gone and the trajectory of his career from that moment to where he is now and where he's going to go beyond this. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. And so it's my first big purchase for something that will hopefully, you know, be valued at a lot later. But I'm excited to get his autograph on it. And, um, you know, if Beyonce want to throw hers on there too, why not? <laughs> Sounds like money. I love the art investment. Love that. Jay-Z used to yeah. collect Basquiat. Now he is art himself. Like, I think that's a perfect full circle moment. Shout out to NBA Youngboy, who also got a, a Grammy nomination. And my friend Eric Bellinger, uh, who got his first Grammy nomination. Now, those hey. that. Doja Cat got eight nominations, uh, and Lil Nas X is also being nominated with the song Montero. So there's been a lot of uh, a lot of really big names dropped uh, for uh, the Grammys. Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. One of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. Skip the pharmacy lines, unlimited messaging with your care team, and with the Cerebral mobile app, 
It's like having your personal care team wherever you are. Connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or cerebral mobile app. Schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you. And you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. You can do your sessions on a laptop or a phone so you can always find an area at your home where you're most comfortable. Affordable treatments that are one-third the price of traditional therapy treatment options are available with or without insurance. Cerebral is in-network for several insurers, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships. Even if you're out of network, they'll provide you with the necessary paperwork so you can easily submit a claim. Simone Biles is their chief impact officer, and she's a huge advocate for mental health and reducing stigma around getting treatment. And this is why she loves using Cerebral. She can choose her therapist and the therapist that's important to her. Her therapist understood her background and her experiences. 50% of Cerebral's clinicians self-identify as people of color, and it's important to Cerebral to have the diversity so everyone can get the treatment that they deserve. Great for her lifestyle. She can speak to her therapist wherever she is. And for listeners of this program, you can receive 65% off of your first month of medication, management, and care counseling at GetCerebral.com slash unlocked. Go to GetCerebral.com slash unlocked for 65% off your first month. That's a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible, and affordable for all. I'm also very, very excited to see that Jasmine Sullivan got nominated for three Grammys um, after she's been nominated. And I have to tell you, with that new snatchback and everything going on in her life right now, her happiness, I'm, I hope that she wins. And uh, I'm going to see her really soon, too. I think December 9th, I'm going to Philly to see her or something. So congratulations. Salute to her. Long time coming, too. Long time coming. I think she was overlooked for a long time. For her to be nominated this year, hopefully she gets it. Hopefully they don't pull any funny stuff because you know how the Grammys get. Hopefully some non-R&B artists don't win the R&B Grammy. But if so, she's still winning the Grammy for me, man. Shout, uh, shout out to Jasmine Sullivan. They're already pulling something funny damage because what the Grammys is doing that I don't like, even though I love the, the names that have been listed, is with the categories, they're doing modern day segregation. Doja Cat and... Uh, Jasmine Sullivan are not the same kind of music. Jasmine Jasmine Sullivan is a, a queen in R&B. Doja should have been competed against the Taylor Swifts of the world. You know what I mean? Like she is a pop star because she does really popular music that transcends genres, mm-hmm. but they keep putting her in these black categories because they don't want to give her a run against the, the big girls. And so I think we are making strides, but the categories tend to tell on them. And you'll see a Taylor Swift and Doja, who deserves an equal spot, often doesn't get put in the same category as her. So I'm still calling BS on the segregation, but I'm still happy they were nominated. Well, and people people are also really mad that Tiana Taylor didn't get nominated. You know, I just recently went to Tiana's yeah. show. I love her album. I talked to, she's been on the show where we talked about the album and how moved I was by the song um, and uh, her songs. I can't believe she wasn't nominated. And people are saying it's because mo- more than 50% of her songs um, have samples to it. I'm like, yo, all of Diddy's work back in the 90s had samples. Mary J. Blige's work had samples. I, I don't understand it. So I don't know. The segregation is also not just by genre. It's also within the genres and how they're you know, deciding who can get nominated. I'm a part of the Recording Academy. I joined so I could join a board to talk about disparities and allowing access to Black media. Still have not been welcomed into any of those boards. But, you know, there's a lot going on. I'll be there watching the Grammys, as all of us will. And I hope that all of the people who are nominated win, which means that I don't, that some of y'all that I just wish win are not going to win. But either way, I just, I want everybody to be happy. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll be honest with you though. If I was ever nominated for a Grammy and I was sitting there and I lost, I'm not going to be the person on camera that says, oh, I'm so happy for everybody else. I'm going to be cussing, flipping off the camera, walk it, throwing my program, walk it. Like I'm going to make a scene. 
walking out of the Grammys. Like mm-hmm. Kanye. Okay, you're the Kanye of the Grammys. Good to know. Well, no. Kanye don't walk out. Kanye walks on the stage. I'm not going to do that. Oh, note, did you guys watch the Adele special? I'm going to be honest. I'm too happy right now to to do anything Adele. I love her. And when I'm sadder, I will definitely listen to her stuff. But I'm just waiting. I don't. I don't want her to make it's me feel like that right special. now. It's not a sad special. Adele did a special for CBS called One Night. It's on Amazon Prime. If you have not watched it, this is a free promo. I don't do free promo. I've watched it two or three times now. She looks phenomenal. Adele, what you said about um, body positivity and not validating other people's bodies and how you carried yourself and the journey you're on for self-love, I identify with. I feel in love again with Adele. I thought she looked beautiful. The audience was amazing. A lot of power players there. She allowed a man to surprise his uh, girlfriend with a uh, 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 by uh, proposing Engagement. to her. It was, I mean, now Lizzo, you look like a used Q-tip. I ain't gonna lie, no shade, but you still pretty in the face. But that big old outfit, you came there to steal the show from Adele. You came there to wow. be seen. You came there to rob that moment. You sat at the front of the stage, shaking as much as you could with all those little things hanging on. Like you did too much. You're the friend that I would never invite anywhere because you're trying to make it all about you when it ain't all about you. And I love you, Lizzo, but you could have sat your ass in the back behind Tyler Perry. Did we see Tyler? We saw his Tyler Perry's side profile one time. And this man owns Jets and, and Studios. We saw you the whole time. You were happier, Lizzo, than the girl who got proposed to. You were happier than Adele. You were happier than her weight loss. You were happier than Oprah being there and still having a job. You were happier than Leonardo there trying to find him a model. You were happier than the McDonald's truck parked in the back feeding the help. You did too much. But Adele... You're a queen because you acknowledged her in a nice way, but that was that was just to give her some shine so she would sit down and stop making all that fuss and noise in front of the cameras. Now I love you, Lizzo. Well, the T, the T, the T is that she was late. By the way, the T is the reason Adele shouted her out because she watched she watched her walking down the aisle after they had already started taping. Excuse me, excuse me. She walked down the aisle late on purpose so everybody could see her with that goddamn Donald Duck outfit that oh, she had. No. We've seen Lizzo with no clothes on since the day she started music. We've seen her ass out with a thong at the basketball game with Kobe hiding his kids walking behind her. We've seen her with a fire hose spraying her asshole down. We saw her with the fake weight loss pictures. They were the same picture. We've seen every cracking crevice of this woman's body in the Dale, the day Adele goes up there with that black dress on in front of the world to say, I am here, hello. You come walking down the aisle late as hell because you want to make it all about you. It didn't work with Diana Ross and them other girls. It didn't work with Kelly Michelle and them other girls. It didn't work with Patty and them other girls. It don't work. It was all about Adele. You tried to rob her that moment and you failed. This is hilarious. But I still love you. This is That's a lot. Cool. <laughs> we love you, Lizzo. No, I love, listen, I am, a fan of Lizzo. I'm just talking my shit because I'm here to entertain. But I, I thought Lizzo, no, you didn't. You looked a mess. You did look a mess. But, but I do love you. <laughs> I love your energy. Like what I love about what I love about Lizzo is that she really is a fan of this shit just as much as we are. You know, like she really is enjoying shit. Um, but she has to have better friends because if I was her friend, I'd have been like, girl, you gonna walk in late wearing all that? Like you may want to just roll up the side of the hill or some, you know. You might as well just roll up the side of the hill, Jason. Was she an Oompa Loompa? Like she should have just jumped off a helicopter. By the way, she she should 
Can you imagine, like, if she would have parachuted into the performance? That's the only way it could have been a bigger entrance. She did that intentional. She tried to take the spotlight away from Adele. She failed. But either way, you're cute, and I love you, and don't do that again. <laughs> don't do that again. All right. Well, another person that stole the show was uh, Lala. Lala, she became a meme after this the lap dance with Tiana Taylor and uh, Dream Doll over the past weekend. Uh, let me show you the photo really quick. So this is the photo where she was on stage and you know, there's a part <laughs> of the show where Tiana Taylor gives a lap dance to people. Here in LA, me and EJ King were gonna be the people that got up there, but she already had um, Ruby Rose and Carisha, so whatever. But anyway, it's Lala's face that now has become a meme. Uh, you know, everybody's reposted online. Kim Kardashian posted it. Lala responded on Hollywood Unlocked and said, this is so fucking funny. Because, uh, you know, she has become a meme. By the way, Lala says she's coming on the show. What do you think? Um, oh. Would you like to become a meme or not? Like that? Yeah. If Tiana Taylor's ass is in it, I would love to be that meme. Wow. Yeah, make all types of remixes of that. Put me right next to that ass again every day. That could be me right there. Yeah. I, Photoshop I'm me in there. Somebody Photoshop this face. And put me next to that ass. Now I know her, that ass is taken, so I'm not meaning like in real life. But you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. In the meme, not in real life. Iman, what up, bro? I relate playing. to Lala in that picture because that's usually who I am at the strip club. I'm usually the friend. Like you see this, like so. Yeah, I relate to her so much. She's such a good time. I feel like she's everybody's best friend because she's a real ass chick. So yeah, I I love this, and I also feel like the three of us becoming a meme is almost inevitable because of the faces that we make. So. I personally think it's just a matter of time. I've already been a meme. Uh, they made me a meme when I threw that drink on Hazel E. They had some big old fat white woman with a wand, and it was like Jason three, Jason Lee coming in, and it, it, it was stupid. It was a stupid meme. Um, I don't want to be a meme. I just don't think it's funny. I'm not going to laugh at myself. I think that was a funny one, but you know, most memes. Well, I guess Nick. Um, What's his name? Swaggy P. His meme was kind of funny. There were some memes, I guess. Mm -hmm. were funny. Remember the guy who was on the memes. phone calling the police? Remember the oh, black guy? That one. Police? Yeah. I guess it just depends on what kind of meme you are, right? No, I think memes are funny. Like I said, if, if you're not laughing with it, though, then it's bullying. But if you get to laugh with it, then it's a good meme. That one is definitely one to laugh at. You know, you got Lala peeking around that booty. That's funny. That's comedy. in the booty. <laughs> Well, Did you not see the booty in the middle of the picture? Well, I saw it. I have eyes. Tiana Taylor is luscious. I just, I don't, I'm trying to be respectful. Yeah, true. Y'all saw the booty. Shout out to um, Iman Shumpert. I recently ran into Iman at the club, and uh, this was in the middle of Dance with the Stars. He won. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I think Iman is super talented. By the way, I've said this before. I think he's really sexy, too, and I love him and Tiana together. <laughs> and I wish they would just drop an OnlyFans or something, maybe for, like, Black Friday or or or... You know, that Monday, what is that Monday called? Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday. Cyber yes. <laughs> no, I'm having a Cyber Monday sale. It's a real thing, guys. Support black businesses. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am. Too. Mine isn't going live on Thanksgiving or Black Friday or Cyber Monday, but we are making announcements on discounts for the upcoming line that's getting ready to drop. I just shot for my Gag Nation gagging uh, brand, and this is the photo. I'm really proud. You know, everybody's online. Ooh. like. We have everything. And so I'm excited for that to drop. And we're going to be telling people more about how to get that. So um, go to HollywoodUnlocked.com and just subscribe so you get that uh, notification. Jason, that was a cute picture. It was very like Forever 44 of you. I liked it. That was cute. Um, yeah, it's called Photoshop.
You know, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm lacking that. There. I'm gonna be Jason very clear. Fan. People were like, "Yes, you look great. You're fired." I'm like, mm-hmm, "If you only knew all these aging issues I'm having, it's called Photoshop." But I mean, it's not super Photoshop, but it's cleaned up enough to where that is the real me. Put it back up real quick. That is the real me. It this is like the you. real me. Yeah, it's the real me. You know, uh, you know, a little softened up here and there, or whatever. But it's still me. You know? <laughs> That's, my size. That's my actual size. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for the merch. We got uh, smoker bundles. We got hoe bags. We got shoes, oh. varsity coats, body sets. I mean, we got scarves, bonnets. We got. What everything. did you guys put in the hoe the hoe bag? Like, who did y'all consult for what needs to be in the hoe bag? I hope it was a woman in the on the team that helped well, consult for the hoe bag. No, it was condom and lube, and the condoms came from China. That's so it. They are they are extremely small. Uh, we are uh, working with them to get a better size condom. But hey, you know what? At this point, I don't just go. Just fill it up. Fill up your whole bag with whatever toys you want. It's big enough for them big dildos and vibrators and all types of, you know, ball gags and all types of other things. That you want Baby get. wipes. You're, you're talking about the wrong stuff. Like, whole bags should have hygiene in them. So just put some hygiene stuff in there. Well, the idea would be that you washed your dirty ass before you came over. I mean, if you're Holes one are of the- extra clean, I promise you. <laughs> you came to my house with shit in your ass like them dogs that scoot oh across God. the carpets, then guess what? If you leave a mark in my bed, I'm telling everybody. I will go to Instagram. I'm active on all social channels. I will put a picture of the skid mark uh, that you left there. No, I mean, most. I mean, come on. It's t- 2021, about to be 2022. If you're not taking a bath and washing all your stuff before the whole bag comes into play, you just a hoe that don't need to be, be bagged by nobody. You should just stay If out. somebody come over... And leave a skid mark in my bed. That is so nasty, Jason. What like it went left so fast. Really? A whole bag is to freshen up, not to clean. You're already clean. It's just to be fresher. Like mouthwash, flushable like it's just to be fresher, Jason. Like skid marks is your child damage, at that point. Damage, damage. Shit happens. Okay. Oh, and let man. me just say let me say this again. Let me say this again, right? Everybody comes from different places of responsibility when it comes to being clean okay we all got booties though jason we all got booties but listen listen i don't know about y'all but i sleep naked okay let me give you a scenario and i'm not saying this happened to me because i'm a i'm a lot classier than a lot of people watching the show all right maybe not but whatever i sleep naked say i go in the bathroom i've been drinking i've been out all night i'm drunk and say i take a shit sometimes you have to take a shit all right, I don't know about you, but I will wipe my ass until there ain't, I mean, there ain't uh, nothing on it. I want to make sure I'm complaining. And I don't use a bunch of baby wipes because I don't know. I just don't. But say, for instance, I wipe my ass and then, you know, somebody comes over. They went to the club. They had the same amount of alcohol. They took the same amount of shits. And they didn't wipe their ass the way that I wipe my ass because they don't take their pride in it. But then they get in my bed naked. Now they rolling around, sitting up, watching TV now and all that, eating popcorn. And then they get up and there's a skid mark there. I'm telling social media. I'm telling. I'm telling. And I'm tagging you too. If you are in this big age and not knowing how to wipe yourself properly, there is a problem. That's a problem. Uh, You guys be careful because there is, and I'm going to speak on behalf of the ladies. We do have group chats where we talk about cis heterosexual men and their questionable hygiene habits. And there have been grown... grown it ain't just the mm. cis men, honey. It's everybody. A lot of grown I, men don't clean themselves properly. Ugh. Listen, um, well, let me talk about something a little bit more serious. So Kyle Rittenhouse was recently found not guilty on all counts uh, uh, in the whole shooting where he shot some folks and people died. 
And people are now uh, outraged. Uh, President Trump, Donald Trump is taking the picture with him, saying he's a good guy. It's just uh, continuing to gaslight the conversation of race in this country and how uh, people are uh, treated differently. Even though uh, also this week we saw in the Ahmaud Arbery case, the guys were all found guilty of murder. And, uh, you know, they haven't been sentenced yet. But, you know, it just shows that we live in a very imperfect world, in an imperfect society with an imperfect judicial system that tends to cater more towards white people and giving them uh, opportunities to walk away. I thought about Kyle Rittenhouse because I own an AR-15. That is my most powerful weapon, I think. I mean, all weapons are powerful, but this is this is, this is up there. I have a, a um, an AR-15. Should I go get it? No. No. Listen, I have an AR-15. If I was to walk outside my front door with the AR-15, the police would show up and more than likely I would die, right? Mm -hmm. This person was able to kill a person. He killed one or two people. He killed two people. This guy was 17 years old, killed two people, walked to the police, past the police and wasn't even stopped. I mean, at a, just at a glance, the optics look what they are, crazy. And uh, and disparate in how we would be treated. What did you guys think of the verdict when you saw it read publicly? Well, really quickly, Jason, his mom transported him there with the AR-15 across state lines. Then he got out and proceeded to shoot people. So let's not forget that it's not just him in question. Like his mom should have been locked up as well. Him as being a minor to have somebody like your mother drive you across state lines with an AR-15 in the car. That is really problematic right there. The uh, verdict for me, um, unfortunately, I wasn't surprised. And with the reaction, I, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm becoming numb to a lot of these, these verdicts that I'm hearing. And it's sad. Honestly, I should be more outraged about it. I should be up in arms, but I'm kind of numb to it because we've been seeing this for the past, I feel like 10, 15 years now, where we're just seeing, watching outrageous verdicts happen when you when you look at people uh, i can't forget the kid's name who was shot while the, the the police driver was driving up to the to the park at the scene i can't remember his name was it tamir rice tamir rice tamir rice he was shot while the cop was still in the car for having a toy gun this man had an ar-15 went across state lines killed two people and they call self-defense so i'm saddened that I don't, I don't have more of a reaction to this i'm just numb I, I mean, think the story you're, you're numb. You're numb because you look like the story that we hear over and over and over, and there's no solution to it. You know, and this is why you know, just at least for LA County. Well, let me start with my hometown. I went back and I helped get Mayor Kevin Lincoln elected. He's a moderate Republican who beat out a guy who I didn't think was good for our community. And then, you know, here in L.A., we have Congresswoman in front of the show, Karen Bass. She's running for L.A. Mayor, who we know as chair of the. Uh, the uh, Congressional Black Caucus has done a lot helping to get people out of prison, including my friend Dante. I've reached out to her. I'm talking to her, I think, tomorrow about how I can help her get elected. Like, we have to start doing more in our own communities to take back some level of control because I, I just don't understand how we're allowing people like you and me to become numb to this very frequent occurrence. I think this also underscores the power of white tears because whenever you can literally have a white person commit cold-blooded murder, in my opinion, and have there be witnesses, and he cries on the stand, and the next thing you know, the judge is giving him hugs and, and dunkaroos and a swing set to play with during the trial as if they're homies. Meanwhile, conversely, several months ago, a little black girl 
called for help during a fight. And because she was trying to fight off her assailants, she got killed on the spot. So Mm -hmm. a little black girl crying while she's getting jumped is murdered by the cops. But the white boy who literally murders others is given grace. And so I think this underscores white privilege and what it looks like in its many facets. It's not just the police being able to shoot us down. It's also when people attack us and assail us, they're given tears. Their tears are given weight while we're treated like wild animals. I'm also really disgusted by the fact that people are saying there was um, justice and justice and justice. Let me tell you something right now. When it comes to Kyle Rittenhouse or even when it comes to the Ahmaud Arbery case, the only justice would have been for those people to be alive. We're only asking for accountability. If there was actual justice, a lot of these folks wouldn't even be dead to begin with. So once they've died, to me, justice is out the window. We're just asking for accountability. And I'm disgusted this young man wasn't held accountable. And he's now making interviews talking about how much he likes rap music and he's not racist. He learned nothing from this and he has no reason to. It's well, gross. One thing I learned from watching the news this past week, uh, to Ahmaud Arbery's mother, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have been able to watch you get justice or see justice uh, given to your son. Now, justice is only going to be true if they get um, the death penalty or you know, sentenced for life without the possibility of parole. Who knows what's going to happen in that situation? But you know, I just hope that you know, for generations beyond us, that people are able to see real justice in this country. I mean, I. The idea of having kids in this country terrifies me. My dogs, I, I feel like they live in a safer place than a human being would be in America. Uh, but either way, we'll be keeping our eye on the sentence of that and what's happening in these streets. And until then, keep coming back. We appreciate all your support. 2022 is right around the corner and the holidays are here. So I hope that everybody enjoyed Thanksgiving and uh, are getting ready for Christmas because Christmas is near. That's right. Yeah, see y'all uh, soon in the... Yeah, see you soon. Next week. That's right. Peace. Bye. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.